right. That so, was a great run, boys. <laughs> all three episodes. Uh, start out with intros and then go into show intro and then our intros or our intros and show intro. I don't know. Play how you feel. Okay. I'm going to start out with the background uh, story. And you're introducing us. Yes, yes. I'm introducing y'all so we don't have to wonder about it. All yeah, right. Or risk talking over each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where'd I have it? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like shit today. I think binge drinking is probably not good for you. That's like a long-term thing. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, looks like we are up and live, actually, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Up and live, actually, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta mute it. I was hearing us. All right. Cool. Uh, 9-11. So, 8.45 on a crumple... Comfortable late summer Tuesday morning in New York City, the hustle and bustle of Lower Manhattan was proceeding the same as it had every morning. Police were directing traffic, baristas were serving coffee, commuters were exiting subways, sandwich artists were entering subways, stockbrokers were chatting over their morning lines of cocaine. One minute later, A46, American Airlines Flight 11, originally destined for Los Angeles, crashed in the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Rescue crews from the New York City Fire Department immediately scrambled to make their way to the site of the perceived airline tragedy. 17 minutes later at 9.03 a.m., United Flights 175 intended for Boston crashed into the World Trade Center South Tower at 9.37 a.m. American Airlines Flight 77 crashed into the west side of the Pentagon in Arlington, VA. At 10.03, United Airlines Flight 93 crashed into a field outside of uh, Shanksville, PA. In addition to the Complete casualties of lives on board of those uh, flights. Thousands of other innocent people fell victim to the most complex and horrific terrorist attack on the United States. 2,977 total lives lost over and over 25,000 injuries. Both the north and south towers of the World Trade Center collapsed. Following shortly after the adjacent World Trade Center Building 7. Significant damage was done to the west side of the Pentagon. What was initially believed to be a catastrophic catastrophic incident was ultimately determined to be a plot by the terrorist organization Al-Qaeda led by Osama bin Laden. An investigation by 9-11 Commission found Al-Qaeda to be solely responsible in that terrorist organization was aided and funded by the Taliban of Afghanistan. 20 years and one day later, that is still the official story. But what if we told you there are holes to this story? So this is Brospiracies. Uh, we got myself, Brubear. We have Willow... And we have Skip Witty. Yeah, so Willow's on the left-hand side, I'm on the right, and Skip Witty's right down at the bottom. Where he belongs. Yes. So the government investigated itself and <laughs> determined, hey, we weren't involved. <laughs> no, we were completely not at fault here. Right, just like every time the police are like, yeah, we're going to hold our own internal investigation. They're like, yeah, I bet you this is going to come back with yeah. something. <laughs> it's really just anything. Anybody who, who, anybody who investigates themselves 
it's like when you look at yourself and you're like, oh, wow, I have a lot of bad habits. And you're like, no, I don't. I don't have any bad habits. What are you talking about? <laughs> Somebody ate all the cookies. I'm going to look into this. Like, dude, you have like crumbs all over your face. I know, I know. You live alone. I might yeah. have rats. Yeah. Fucking ratatouille's in here eating all the shit up. <laughs> he helped bake them. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so, so definitely, uh, th- th- this is for sure. Uh, still 20 years and one day later, uh, yeah. a very sensitive, sensitive topic. Uh, and rightfully so. Like, I don't think it, anybody, it should be. Yeah, I, I, nobody in the right mind would be like, oh, you know. You're not allowed to have feelings one way or another about it. Uh, but that being said, uh, quite often, you know, any hint at a theory or a conspiracy theory regarding this uh, is dismissed by saying, hey, like, no, it's too soon. Like, like a lot of people died. Like, don't question the official story. Uh, but with so much having happened, uh, and with what the official story is, yeah. uh, it definitely, it leaves for a lot of gaps in that story. Uh, and so that kind of opens up to, you know, kind of a, just, a, just questioning attitude from them. Everybody says, okay, if this was really, you know, 18 hijackers planned by some guys in caves in Afghanistan, uh, all told, I think, because what the hijackers were in the country, I think the minimum was six months, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, some had been out here up to you know eighteen months. Maybe maybe there were a couple that were here up to like two years, but it was it was a long time, right? Uh, but to be able to have that, you know, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, it's not like they can plan this thing over like WhatsApp, right? Like the height of technology at that point was like fucking Yahoo. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it, it, much like you know, we say every episode. Uh, not impossible, but to some level, mm-hmm. plausible. Yeah. I think that really kind of, I mean, it brings up a good segue into like, so one of the biggest things is that the government knew about it. I think that's kind of one of the major things that even, even if the, uh, <clears throat> even if there's no other conspiracy theory whatsoever, the government knowing about it is, I mean, it's, it's a, bad enough point in itself and that they just let it happen but there's a lot of times when throughout the history of our country specifically where people say hey the government knew about this and it let it happen anyway i think one of the biggest things i remember hearing prior to that 9-11 was associated with was the attack on pearl harbor that like the government knew it was going to happen knew that they were going to need to get into the war eventually so they just let it happen and mm-hmm. gave it a re- like a logical reason right and that kind of and like you said with the technology thing, it's that people are saying, well, only one agency of the government knew about it or multiple agencies knew about it. But because of their lack of communication or ability to communicate, it just fell through the cracks somehow, which right. you would think that something this level be like, hey, we should probably tell everybody in the government about this. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So in addition to Pearl Harbor, uh, a, another uh, excellent example of uh, something that we let happen or, well, not so much, but the, the government using a uh, situation to its advantage to get into a war uh, was the Gulf of Tonkin sorry, incident uh, leading to Vietnam, where mm. supposedly 
uh, North Vietnamese ship fired upon, I can't remember what ship, U.S. ship it was, uh, but they took that as an act of war. And they're like, okay, we're going to go from being strictly in an advisory role in Vietnam to now like full-scale landing troops. I think that really, like, there's a bunch of topics that we could talk about directly relating to stuff like that, too. So that's a definitely a idea in and of itself. And Right. And that one's definitely going to come up in a, in a different episode, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but now, if we take those two situations, right, Pearl Harbor and Gulf of Tonkin, and we say, how does that really fit in here? Well, uh, keep in mind that at that point, it would have been nine years prior uh, we made our way over to Iraq uh, for, I mean, they, they call it the Iraqi war. I don't think it technically was a war, right? Yeah. No, it uh, was, it was like, a, I think it was based, I think they used a bunch of treaties to their advantage and they said, hey, if they invade Kuwait, we're going to not let that happen. Yeah. And then it was more so like, kind of like they used the same logic in, a lot of war like i think it's kind of the same logic they used with korea to a point obviously the korean war was an actual war but they used it more of like uh we're using this uh um, i don't want to say war what am i looking for like uh we're using this tactical engagement to prevent large-scale human suffering and death and instead just contained it to one particular region of human suffering and death right So yeah, with nine eleven, there are definitely yeah uh, a lot a lot of theories, uh, and what it really boils like kind of like the the bottom of the the sifter there uh, is that in some way, shape, or form, for almost all of them, uh, the U.S. government has at least foreknowledge of its happening. Though I think I think we should probably talk about uh, one. Uh, Legitimately, a, I wouldn't even say a conspiracy theory, but mm-hmm. a, a, decide, a decided conspiracy fact. Uh, and that's the official U.S. story, mm. right? So official U.S. story says, hey, 18 hijackers, uh, mostly from Saudi Arabia, but we're not going to do anything Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia on this one. Uh, but 18 hijackers orchestrated by uh, Al-Qaeda conducted these attacks uh, and caused just large-scale horrific damage and loss of life. Uh and so, yeah, I mean, like, just because that's the official story doesn't mean that um, it's not at least mostly a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, and one that merits, at the very least, discussion. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I mean, like, I, I think we're going to end up coming back to this a lot. And that story, the official <clears throat> story, and it's more of like it's it's really just not a great story to begin with. Like there's a lot of, I mean, again, like we said, sensitive topic, but there's a lot of easily pokeable holes in it to where there's just no good explanation to why there's no information included in the story for it. Right. And yeah, by no means, like I I know one of the biggest things is the, you know, that people use against it being uh, solely airplanes and taxes. Hey, like, you know, Jet fuel doesn't meet or doesn't melt steel beams, and uh, I think that one's been debunked more than enough. Yeah. Uh, the the one I think we should probably lean lean into a little bit is the pilot training uh, mm-hmm. for the hijackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, Al Qaeda 
at least as far as we know, uh, did fund pilot lessons for these guys. Uh, however, the school they went to was for like Cessnas, like small, very small mm -hmm. aircraft. Uh, which no shortage of pilots have come forward since the whole thing said, yeah, that is not at all the same, right? Like if you can, just cause you can drive a car, doesn't mean you can drive an 18 wheeler, you know? Yeah. Like these are two different animals altogether. Uh, and for these hijackers to, uh, take these airplanes that they have almost no, if not completely no experience with and be able to, uh, conduct maneuvers, uh, the way that they did. Uh, that one really is not just, you know, the second plane to hit the World Trade Center, but uh, the one that hit the Pentagon. For them to be able to conduct a maneuver of that sort, uh, it's just, that's a little far out there. Because, like, the the one that hit the Pentagon, like, so the World Trade Center, obviously, right? Yeah. Two, two gigantic buildings, absolutely massive buildings. Uh, and where they stood in the financial, sorry, financial district in Manhattan... Like, I'm not saying that it was super easy to hit them. I'm sure it was probably difficult, uh, but a lot easier to ram into, you know, any spot on a giant building than it would be to hit the side of the Pentagon, which I think is, what, four stories tall, five stories tall, Max? Mm -hmm. uh, and, to, and to have not touched the ground before you did so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that of the... Of all of the conspiracy theories that at least that I see saw personally, um, the ones revolving around the Pentagon are the ones that generally seem like they have the most traction behind them, just based on what you said there, like the, the skills that you would need as the pilot to be able to fly that low, just period, mm -hmm. especially right. in a passenger jet, is uh, questionable. Yeah, Again, and hit, not impossible, hit, hit. but... Well, to hit it straight on and not at an angle whatsoever, despite the fact that across the street there are buildings, yeah. right? So this thing ha would have had to have come down. I mean, not it's like a gas station across the way, right? It's not mm -hmm. like, you know, a 10-story building, but to be able to come down to the point and level off while traveling at, I would say, okay, we'll give it the minimum speed that they could have possibly been flying to keep this plane afloat or keep this plane up, which, uh, if I remember correctly, I think the minimum speed for that size plane is 120 knots, Uh which is typically like yeah, what the, uh, the speed that they would have to be at before it would just drop. Uh, I, okay, obviously we have to factor in that it was traveling initially at a down angle, so it probably came yeah, some speed knots. on the ground. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, to be able to cut down, even if they were going the bare minimum, uh, cut down, level out, and then cross a street and hit it straight on. like Pretty accurate. Yeah, surprisingly accurate. And I think what compounds it too, right? Is that, okay, say that's it. Say that's what happened. Like, okay, I will buy it. Uh, what makes it uh, that much more sketchy is the fact that here we sit 20 years and one day later and footage of the plane that hit the Pentagon still is limited to, I think, was it five frames? Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I think this came up yesterday. Someone was talking about it. Just obviously around this time of year these conversations always come up regardless it's just kind of unavoidable um someone's talking about strictly like the technology of the video uh the uh like the video quality and all of that at the time i think he said it was like something like 25 frames per second or something like that and we we only have like what'd you say five frames or something like that where it's like right. the plane's there 
or the plane's not there, and then it is there. And yes, a plane's traveling at well, 150 knots. Like I will concede that there is an object there, but to true. say conclusively that it was a plane, that one I of, can't back up. One of the most guarded, surreal, surveyed buildings in the world, yet we don't have any footage. Right. Beyond a few well, choppy so, frames. So, yeah, right. That's exactly that's exactly right. And so the other part, too, is that the gas station across the street had a security camera on the outside. Uh, the FBI. Right. The, the FBI showed up and took that footage uh, and it is still to this day not been released. Hmm. Oh, interesting. I wonder what the reason. I mean, I can understand the reasons probably something like national security or something like that, but it's kind of surprising that there hasn't been some kind of a large-scale movement to have that released right yeah. i don't think there i don't think there are any angles left uh, that they could have possibly caught the second the, the plane hitting the south tower i think we saw that from every single angle mm -hmm. right there's footage footage of her from below behind and front both sides yeah. like all over the place but again like yeah like you said you're gonna tell me that easily the most guarded building in the mm. planet we have five frames from and not even from like a good camera it's like the one that makes sure you don't like blow through without like hitting your pass to get into the parking lot yeah yeah it's uh i think it's a lot harder it's a lot easier to believe the official story for like the i mean i'm not again like i don't want to say believe like it's a false thing because that is the official story, but it's a lot easier to go with the official story for like the towers than it is to go with, or the towers. And then the, uh, what was the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania? 93. Shanksville. Yeah. Shanksville. Um, that one, obviously like, again, we only have what was on board and I think that's still fairly conclusive evidence as to what happened on board that plane. And again, you don't Ooh, think so? I don't, so I, I do have a problem with Flight 93. Uh, and so, yeah, obviously, yes, part of this, right, anytime that there is an absence of evidence or an absence of, like, data, right, the, the human brain is just inherently going to try to make some sense out of it, right? It's, yeah. it's going to try to piece things together. Uh, my problem with Flight 93 uh, is not that terrorists, you know, whether or not terrorists took it over, because obviously they did. Right. There's people made phone calls from that plane. Apparently these terrorists are like, hey, like we're going to blow some shit up. But like if you have some like rollover minutes, go ahead and knock them out right now. Like. So, uh, yeah, these dudes, like, we, we know we know for sure terrorists took it over uh, because we have recorded conversations. We know that they took it over. You know, they pull out their box cutters and typically, right, somebody shows up and they're like, hey, I'm going to kill somebody with this box cutter. Like, cool, open this Amazon package for me real quick, uh, and now I'm going to beat the shit out of you because it's a box cutter. Uh, that's not what stopped the, the passengers. They also said, you know, the terrorists are hijackers, sorry, at that case, uh, also said that they had a bomb on board. That's mm -hmm. a little bit more. Uh, so we know that happened, right? We have direct evidence of that happening. We have, it's not even like, you know, second or third-hand evidence. We have first-hand evidence. Uh, my problem with flight 93 is i don't i don't necessarily believe 
that it was solely brought down by the passengers on board, right? So they try to overtake the pilots, and I'm counting in this case as passengers, the hijackers, right? Because they they bought tickets, right? Yeah. Legally, legally they're passengers. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be. They just happen to also be assholes. Um, so the problem with Shanksville, or you know, the Flight 93 crashing in Shanksville, is that there was debris scattered over dozens of miles. Yeah. Uh, so if you crash directly like that, that's not usually something that like. Yeah, you usually spread. have you have debris over hundreds of feet, probably not um, miles. Right. So put yourself in the U.S. government's position. Right. It is September 11th. It is at that point. Uh, let's just say any time after 930. Uh-huh. Right. So every other plane has been grounded. You already have a plane that crashed into each of the World Trade Center towers. You had a plane just crash into the Pentagon, and you have a fourth plane up there that you're pretty sure that you can't get in contact with, and you're pretty sure has been hijacked. What do you do? You gotta take it down. Yeah. You gotta put it on the ground, right? To minimize what ultimately will be, you know, more casualties, especially if you look at that flight and you're tracking it, you're like, wait a second, that thing's headed toward the Pentagon too. Like we got to drop this thing. Mm-hmm. Conveniently in the same direction as the Pentagon is literally the rest of the government. So like, right. Right. Cause I, 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 don't, I don't, am I wrong in this? I, I, I thought that it was headed for the Pentagon though. I, I do seem to remember something about it not actually be headed or be, or it was not actually headed for the Pentagon. It was headed for DC specific. I think that that, I think, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't able to find anything specific or if there even is any way to actually corroborate this or not. But I think that their belief was that the fourth plane was headed for the white house, mm. which I mean, I kind of have a problem with that now that I've looked a little bit more into it too. Just like I said, based on not really being able to corroborate that to begin with, but also I feel like there are better like sure that the white house is more of a uh psychological uh victory than something i would assume would be able to be um catastrophic like the world trade centers or even the pentagon really Mm -hmm. but i think me personally if i was choosing a target i would probably go for something else in dc before i went for the white house i feel like there are better options there but like i said i don't know if there's even a way for them to corroborate saying for sure that fourth plane was headed for the white house rather than they just believe that it was headed for the white house. And it, like, I, I think anybody in their right mind can agree that, uh, had it not been grounded regardless of the means, uh, over Pennsylvania, had it continued making its way towards either DC or Arlington, like mm-hmm. for sure. Like, for sure, like, I don't think anybody would fault the government. Like, like, hey, listen, this thing was headed full speed towards something, and we dropped it. Like, I don't think anybody had to have beef with it. Uh, It'd be one of those but, things where people would be upset about it, but in the end, they'd be like, I mean, yeah, we kind of understand your reasoning for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, again, yeah, it's just Flight 93 is problematic for... So many reasons, uh, and I and I think if anything, the reason that the government wouldn't been like, "Hey, we dropped this thing," uh, is just because of where they did it. Yeah, um, right. Because because you have to worry about the backlash. Like, hey, like, okay, understand you got shot it down. Like, it sucks for sure. 
but yeah. not necessarily the wrong decision. Uh, but like, why do it there? Uh, and I would say like, ultimately, if there was a spot to put that thing on the ground, like in a field in Pennsylvania, like that's the place. Mm-hmm. Cause they crashed into exactly zero. That plane went into exactly zero structures whatsoever. Uh, just a touchback on because we were talking about uh, the grounding of the flights and everything. And originally we started off with talking about like uh, just the technology of the time frame and communications. One yeah. of the things I found super interesting was the fact that there was no way for the like civilian air traffic controllers to get into direct contact with NORAD, the uh, the nor like the air forces. Um, basically, they're they're protecting the uh, airspace yeah, over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there wasn't like an. Go ahead. Oh, it was NORAD, North American Air Defense. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but there was no automated way for them to just kind of alert them. They had to physically pick up a phone and call NORAD and be like, "Hey, real quick, I think we just dropped off. I'm seeing the standby screen." Oh yeah. I oh, sorry. It was I typed and. I have hotkeys set up, so sometimes we're back. We're back. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that 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 definitely uh, is a failing. Is that yeah? At that point, though, I mean, why would there have been? Yeah, uh, I think the the like the the last plane to have been hijacked prior to that in this country was like 1979 or something like that. And if they went through all of their determining factors and was like, well. We don't necessarily need this. It's not a requirement it, based on our uh, threat analysis. I'm not going to say they, they, it makes sense to have had something like that. But again, was it necessary? Probably not. So speaking of NORAD and speaking of trying to get a hold of the, or getting a hold of the Air Force, that does bring up an interesting thing that happened, coincidentally, the morning of 9-11. Uh, and that was a large-scale Air Force training exercise that took place that same morning mm. uh, that caused, I don't, I don't remember specifically the number of planes that ended up taking off and flying a training exercise uh, out of area, but it was enough. Yeah. And, and so to the point where if you go back and you listen to uh, the... The actual, like, you know, mm-hmm. that air traffic or, you know, that the actual, like, you know, the government's or the military's, uh, you know, air, the air chatter, you know, so they start talking about the planes hitting the buildings and like, yeah, we're under a terrorist attack. Uh, they're specifically a dude's like, wait, is this a drill? Is this for real? Or is this part of the drill? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Is Bin Laden like the luckiest dude ever, or did he have some way of knowing mm-hmm. that this was going to take place that morning? And it's like, oh man, if there's like an opportune morning to do it, this is the one. Yeah, yeah. Because I think what was the I, I forget the exact number, but they had like instead of their normal standby planes, they had something like like it was like eight between eight and fourteen. I think I was the number I remember reading, which is absurd. Right, like that is just a fraction of even a peacetime flight response on an uh, attack on American soil. Like you just wouldn't have, you'd have the entire 
Air Force, frankly. But right. in this particular case, uh, they had trouble scrambling the small amount of jets that they did scramble because of an exercise. Right. So r real quick, I, I brought up Osama bin Laden having dumb luck. Uh, I just really briefly want to touch on the fact that uh, the Simpsons predicted it. They show's been going on for so long. They predict everything. Everything, <laughs> everything. But but I just want to I just want to knock this out of the, knock it out of the way real quick. Uh, so I'm going to throw a theory out there that Bin Laden is like I'm going to death to America and all that business. And he's watching The Simpsons. He's like, oh, this show's great. Fucking love Bart. Mm -hmm. Eat my shorts and all. Eat my shorts and all that stuff. Uh, and then he sees the episode where uh, the Simpsons go to New York City, and Bart's like, oh, we can go to New York, and he holds up the magazine, yeah. uh, and it says $9 to take a bus to New York, uh, and it's the 9, and then the Twin Towers there, and it makes 9-11. I'll uh, be specific. Like, yeah. like, you know what? I have this great idea. <laughs> he like walks into the compound the next day, and he's like, you guys won't believe this. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we get it, Osama. You were watching The Simpsons. Like, no, 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 no. The thing after. <laughs> we thought you Yeah, because it was 1997. It was uh, episode aired. So you're saying... I mean, and that's kind of like about the time that you'd want to start planning something like this, too. I would imagine just based on the fact that you have people in country six to 18 months prior to... Right. I mean... Up to two, up to two years prior. So, so Ben Lon watches this episode of The Simpsons... Uh, says, hey, don't have a cow, man. We're going to, you know, death to America and all that business. And then just starts airdropping dudes over here to take a take flight lessons in Florida of all places. Oh, I mean, it is Florida. Mm -hmm. Nothing good happens in Florida. I mean, Brewer was born there, so yeah. it's got that going for it. So my thing with the Simpsons is... Uh... There's so many coincidences with that show. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. tons of them. I think I, I, think I was going to bring this, The Simpsons up in a different episode. Um, I think that probably will be the best time to talk about the fact that The Simpsons have had just all of these coincidences. Mm -hmm. Trump, uh, the Higgs-Bosen particle, uh, Disney acquiring Fox, yeah. September 11th, uh, those are just some of the ones that are like confirmed. Now people have looked at other stuff trying to find more uh, predictions, but some of them I feel are a reach. Yeah, they're definitely some that are a little, a little yeah. out there. But yeah, uh, this is... go ahead. Sorry, I was to say. So I digress from the Simpsons, and I feel like maybe this merits an entire episode about the Simpsons. Mm. Uh, we'll see. Having we'll get there. <laughs> having foreknowledge of uh, all this stuff. So yeah, we, we talked about. Uh, the Twin Towers, we talked about uh, the Pentagon, obviously, and then Flight 93. Uh, but taking it back to New York, I think some discussion needs to happen about World Trade Center Building 7. Mm. So bu Building 7, Building 7 itself collapses uh, in the afternoon. I think it was what, like, seven, so talking about the buildings, the one and two collapsed, uh, late morning of those like somewhere between 20 or 10 and 11 yeah. building seven collapses uh well i guess it'd be like five or six hours later uh despite having not been hit by a plane and it collapses at relatively the same speed 
that I'm not going to say free fall speed because I know that's incorrect. I know that mm-hmm. people have looked at the footage and say, no, that is not a thing that actually happens. Right? It is it is false. It is incorrect information to say that towers one and two collapse at free fall speed. You can actually see the speed change as the top sections collapse onto the lower sections, not free fall. Uh, but building seven goes down at roughly the same speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite having suffered no major structural damage. I think that's the, uh, uh, it's kind of like the reddish brown picture or reddish brown building that you can see in most of like the, the pictures of the twin towers that we have in existence in the distance behind it, but still obviously relatively close in terms of a city. Um, no, no, the, the reddish brown one, that's the Marriott. That was the Marriott that was, oh, was it? yeah, okay. yes. That one, that one definitely went down, and that one went down like uh, nobody has beef with that because that was directly below the South Tower. Oh, okay, yeah, I was getting the buildings mixed up. I just mm. found the other picture that I had. That's my yeah, bad. yeah. No, so so Building Seven uh, was I don't even I'm not even going to speculate how many stories, but a relatively large building. Uh, and yes, there was some fire damage that happened uh, as a result of. The crashing of the other plane to two. Actually, I'm sorry. It was just the South Tower one. That's the one that blew out the other side. But Building 7 just goes down. Uh, And what makes it additionally sketchy is the interview with the owner of that building, uh, where he is quoted as saying something. Okay, I say quote, but I'm going to paraphrase. He says, you know, we're looking at it. And he's like, you know, there's already been such a tremendous loss of life that I just, I turned to the, the fire scene and I said, just pull it, just pull the building. Uh, mm. And so what makes people sketch out about that, myself included, is that uh, pull it is widely used as a term uh, when it comes to pre-planned demolitions of buildings uh, that go ahead, drop that thing. Yeah. But yes, so having no planes hit it whatsoever, that building goes down like a rock. Uh, and the owner of that building collects a sizable insurance payout. Naturally. Yes. Was this the one that uh, that there was like reports of people hearing uh, explosions prior to it falling too? Yes, yes. Actually, yeah, so... That was one of two. This is the North Tower was the other one. Mm-hmm. So World Trade Center one, uh, and there are plenty of interviews uh, with firefighters who were on the ground, you know, following up saying, "Yeah, we we heard explosions happening, uh, and not anywhere in the same part of the building as where the planes had crashed." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one of all of all the different things that has been or that have been debunked about 9-11, that's the one that nobody has been able to officially mm-hmm. debunk thus far. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, real quick, while we're talking about money, by the way, because we just talked about it, I just brought up the fact that that dude collected a huge insurance payout, uh, and yeah, like lots of people made lots of insurance money, uh, it should be noted that uh, a separate event happened on 9-10, uh, and that is that Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld went on TV and said that the Pentagon had a lot of money that they could not account for. Uh, if you give me just a second, I'll tell you what the amount was. <laughs> Another one of those coincidences. Yes, how convenient. 
Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. So the Department of Defense on uh, the 10th of September 2001, uh, they went on TV and said that they were unable to account for roughly $2.3 trillion. What? Well, that seems like a lot of money to not be able to account for. Right. Like... As the government, uh, we don't expect them really to do anything generally correctly in terms of money, but yes. um, we usually expect relatively smaller amounts of money they can't afford account for, which in terms of the government, that's like me saying I can't find $5 and them being like, well, we can't find this few hundreds of thousands or like 1.2 right. million, not trillions of dollars. Right. Like if, if they lost a receipt for where they paid for parking, we're trying to get reimbursed. I got you, right? Yeah. I've done it. I've lost receipts before. I feel you. $2.3 trillion is an unfathomable amount of money to be like, yo, like we got nothing. Like that's not money you're carrying around and you forgot to pick up when you got off the subway. That's money that uh, you were shuffling around somewhere. Like, I don't even know like how much, like how big that would be. Like, because you know the whole thing was like in movies where they're like, oh, they turn around a briefcase and they open the briefcase and they're like one yeah. million dollars. But it turns out that one million dollars is not actually that large, right? It doesn't fit a whole briefcase if you do it in hundreds. I mean, if you do like the top rows of hundreds and like the rest of his twenties, yeah, you fill a briefcase. I don't know what two trillion or two point three trillion dollars looks like, but it's got to be a lot of cash. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's at least a decent duffel bag worth of hundred dollar bills <laughs> what are you carrying today jim uh today i got 1.3 trillion dollars like, oh, don't <laughs> two, lose that two well, point, this guy two only, point three. this guy only had the 1.3 he had someone oh, yeah. else had the one that's how they lost yeah, it <laughs> like you got you're telling me you lost both duffel bags like how do you even do that it's a weird one to try to look up what it what it looks like <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, I will say that if there's a picture on the internet, they're like, yeah, this is what $2.3 trillion looks like in cash. Like, those are the motherfuckers that have the money. Like, that's yeah. the dudes. <laughs> like, report them. Like, like no, all right. <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah. We solved it. Mystery solved. It's just a picture of Donald Rumsfeld next to, like, a bunch of cash on his bed. He's like this. Looks like that scene from The Dark Knight where Joker burns the money. Yeah, like that. Like that's got to be two point three trillion dollars, right? Yeah, she's got that giant pyramid of money. Like that has to be what that looks like. Or it's like uh, fifteen bitcoins that don't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point in time, they might have had two point three trillion dollars of bitcoins that was just actually two point three trillion bitcoins. Yeah, and if the government had lost that, boy, would they have been a great place right now wouldn't they yeah unfortunately for them they lost all that money holy shit you ready for this yeah yeah uh so check this out so in september is obviously they, they calculate things at the end of the fiscal year so september 30th mm -hmm. 2001 the national debt was 5.8 trillion 2.3 trillion of that amount of our national debt so almost half the national debt they lost it. The DOD just lost that money. That happens. I mean, I guess. <laughs> it's losing money. It's just like, see what it, what it happened was? Like, I was on my way to the bank to return this money, and I just lost it. $2.3 <laughs> You lost it or you got robbed? Um, 
But neither, actually. So you kept it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So what? So what happened to it? I don't know. I, I'm just I'm moving it between accounts right now, and like, I'm sorry, I'm just not that liquid. Like, <laughs> dude, are you kidding me? Uh, but after the events that happened in 1993 with the World Trade Center bombing, wouldn't security be more stepped up? So if, you know, people, like, just dudes are come to learn how to fly and just taking flying lessons. Like, where are you flying to? One one place. Just one-way trip. Yeah. And also, do, do, you, wanna, do you think do the hijackers... Like, nah. Do you think the hijackers bought round trip tickets <laughs> I, don't I mean just some of them just why not they're like right? no we just it's one way we're not yeah we're good honestly that's a good question though too not i mean obviously that has zero bearing on any conspiracy theory or anything but now i'm curious because did they try and make it look like these guys were actual passengers some of them got one way some of them got round trips or did they all just buy round trips or did they all buy one ways or yeah. I think I think the, the one that would definitely have been suspicious uh, was the flight going from New York City to Boston. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, like one way, like, nah, nah, no, 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 like, you're not just gonna stay in Boston. Like, you can't take off out of JFK and like yeah. go to Boston. Like, why didn't you take the train? Well, right. Also, I think it was uh, to their advantage they didn't fly with someone of a cheaper airline. Like, if they would have flown on Spirit, people would have been fucking shooting them. <laughs> they would be like, oh, oh you God. brought a knife to a gunplay? This is Spirit. <laughs> well, Spirit Airlines, the Waffle House of the Skies. Yes, that is that is true. They would have gotten up and like, hey, this is a hijacking. And before they even finished the sentence, his flight attendants just been peeing the shit out of them. Like, so, we're going to sit down. We're going to duct tape these motherfuckers to the seats. <laughs> I did want to uh, briefly go over some of the impact on uh, uh, pop culture. Uh, okay. Some of the things that have been changed or done because of uh, the events. Uh, see. There was a script that was written for Seinfeld, which uh, it said, in the, said in New York during the days after the attack. He said later when he's. <laughs> He suggested a 9-11 episode of Seinfeld to his student as an example of exercise and bad taste for a class. In his episode, the show's four main characters follow plot lines typical of them, all related to attacks. Jerry becomes convinced that dust from the fallen towers is contaminating his food. Elaine initially relieves she won't have to break up with a boyfriend who worked at the Twin Towers, finds herself engaged to him when he unexpectedly survives. George basks in the glory after he's mistaken for a hero who rescued people. And Kramer receives high-quality box cutter he loaned to one of the... <laughs> oh, he... Kramer attempts to recover the high-quality box cover he loaned to one of the hijackers. Oh Even just one singular part of that being in one of the episodes would have been bad. Let but alone it, throwing it, it, all of that into one episode. It captures a self-obsessed way that characters would handle such a crisis. Okay, so I will say, God damn it, that's fucked up. That would have been a hard one. <laughs> I don't think they could have came back. I will say, I will say, right, for the characters, right, for the characters, I, I, I'm 
separate this from all of reality because clearly this is where that script exists. Yeah. Like, yes, that is definitely in character for all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Holy shit, I'm glad they did not make that episode. No. Uh... Good God. Wait, time out. Who the fuck is like, oh man, 9-11, like, oh, I have a great script for this. Oh, Larry David, that's it. Uh, in the Simpsons episode, Moonshine River aired in 2012, Bart tells his father he would desire New York. Ne- he would desire New York now that it has his least two favorite buildings have been obliterated, but then quickly adds Old Penn Station and Shea Stadium after a pause. I just saw that episode recently. <laughs> yeah. And Family Guy's made so many jokes about it. Uh... I, I would have to imagine, it being Family Guy, that every single one of those jokes started with, Ah, Ryan, this just, this reminds me of the time that... And then just cue that. <laughs> okay, there wow, was... Peter, this is just like that time that... Yeah. <laughs> So, days before the 15th anniversary in 2016, Miracle Mattress of San Antonio, Texas briefly ran a commercial promoting a sale themed around the occasion. In it, the daughter of the store's owner is in conversation with two employees who stood behind her, explained how the store was recalling the Twin Towers collapse by selling all its inventory of twin-sized mattresses for the weekend with the slogan, Twin Towers, Twin Price. At the end of the ad, she inadvertently pushed two employees in the Twin piles of mattresses behind her, one of which was topped with the American flag, both collapsed. After briefly expressing shock and horror, she turned to the camera and said, we'll never forget. How was that a thing? I thought that if this is the first time I hear about it, but. Oh, maybe we, uh, maybe we as humans are a lot more fucked up than I thought we were. (laughs) I will say. So it's been pulled from the Internet, but you can still find it. Uh, it's like having a like a sale on bullets to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Who's uh, <laughs> the one comedian uh, from SNL? His his dad was one of the firefighters. Oh yeah, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, and those all he does a lot of nine eleven jokes, but he gets. To I mean, I I feel he, like if there's a dude to pull it off, yeah, but uh, he pulls it actually, off well. I'll say two dudes actually. Uh, though the second one, I, I don't think we'll ever do it. So you guys know about Steve Buscemi? Yes, Steve yeah. Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a like firefighter they're... from '84 to '88. Yeah. He did went... a small stint. Yeah, and then went back on 9/11. Like, I feel like if anybody gets a pass, it would be him. Be like, yeah. I was. But there. at the same time, yeah, like I don't think that that dude's ever gonna make a joke. Actually, if you watched uh, the opening. Uh, today of uh, the NFL season, mm-hmm. there was there was a uh, like a ten minute block where they did a whole thing where Steve Buscemi narrated. It was actually it was really good. Uh, I, I also, for some reason, I, as as some of the characters that he's played have been like goofy or odd, or he's been ahead of Sadler movies, for example. Yeah, he just doesn't ever struck me as the guy would be like, well, I was there, so I get to make these jokes. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, they also they had pulled an episode of Pokemon uh, from airing in America. It was it came out it released in Japan beforehand, and it was uh, one of the Pokemon uh, Tentacruel or one of those. Uh, 
destroying a city and it takes down two buildings right beside each other that resemble the Twin Towers. So they were like, we're not going to air that. Yeah. I think I did hear about that one. I actually thought it was going to be more fucked up than that. No, like, it's one of the few... Like, they have a few like, episodes oh, that have been pulled. Like, oh, we gotta destroy those towers. Like, Charmander, I choose you. Like, 9-11 those things. Like, <laughs> use your use your 9-11 attack. Like, it was actually a little less fucked up than I thought it was gonna be. So I guess it's kind of fucked up for me to think it was gonna be that. But. Oh, and then there was uh, another one where... Uh... There was a Pokemon, and it flashed uh, red and blue on the screen uh, in a strobing effect. And let's see. Uh, 150 viewers were went to the hospital, so they never aired that one over here. <laughs> They're all, they didn't want to repeat the uh, mistake. And still, somehow, giving 150 people... Seizures was the the lesser of the problematic episodes that they had. Yeah. Good thing they weren't Seinfeld. Oh, God, that's, that's so. I cannot believe that, dude. That's so grimy. <laughs> like, I'm not one to be like, let's cancel some shit, but like, I feel like they should probably cancel themselves at this point, <laughs> like, just for even having that idea. At least, I guess, if that story that you said where he was in class talking about it, at least if, like, that part's true, he's like, yeah, we, we kind of did some soul-searching here and was like, how do we make up for this? We tell people not to do things that are exactly like this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and that, I would say that on some level, they got punished already for that last, for the series finale of that show. Mm. Like, fucking shame on them, but, like, still not quite enough. Yeah. Uh, there was one conspiracy theory that I wanted to touch on real quick, probably before we go ahead and vote here. Um, it's that there was Israeli or like Mossad involvement and that they knew about the attack or that they even had some hand in like providing some. Most of it's in that they knew about the attack and just let it happen rather than yeah. having any kind of support for it. But one of the major things was is that people said, oh, well, there were no people of Jewish faith who were killed in the attacks, and then that got debunked, like, real quick, and people <laughs> were like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, like from, strictly from a statistics point, like, that is impossible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, if they would have been able to pull that off, not only would I have been like, well done, like, congratulations, you guys managed to literally plan a thing where you didn't kill one single person, including first responders, of the Jewish faith. Like, yeah. Amazing. Great planning. Uh, but, like, I guess the FBI arrested, like, f I think it was four hours after the attack, and I think it was five people of Israeli descent. And they were filming the the smoking skyline, and here's the direct quote. They were arrested for puzzling behavior, and that they appeared to be, quote, happy about it. And I was like, um, first off... Like, That's a weird sure. one. <laughs> but, oh, and the van that they were filming from got yeah. traced back to a moving company called Urban Moving, which the FBI believed to be a front for the Israeli intelligence operations. Mm. And, like, and then, like, once I got to that part of the theory, I was like, all right, like, okay, maybe that part has a little bit of, uh, if they would have, you know, maybe left out the puzzling behavior and they were happy about it, I'd be like, well, if you just said they were part of these, like, Mossad, like, all right, I could see some 
something for this, but at the same time, what really did Israel have to gain by letting this happen other than, frankly, pissing off their neighbors more because the U.S. would just become involved in the area then? Okay, yeah. so I, I will say briefly, right? So two things. Uh, one, I can't outright discount the fact that that Mossad may have known something. Cause like, as far as intelligence agencies go, like those dudes are fucking top notch. Yeah. Like they got their, they got their start in doing the coolest thing that's ever existed, which was fucking hunting down and killing Nazis. Like a million fucking points to Mossad, like infinite points. Uh, they are highly trained. They're like the CIA If the CIA. Like if there's like some sort of steroid you can take, like these dudes are fucking champs, hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, like, would they have just let it go? Like, probably not. Because, uh, yeah, like you said, like, why? Like, what do they have to gain? Okay, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe the one thing they have to gain is that, like, because, you know, Israel is, you know, the lone, you know, country in the region that just, like, fights everybody. I mean... Not necessarily their fault. That was a pretty stupid choice on the fucking world to be like, hey, a bunch of people who like just survived the Holocaust, you want to go to like where everybody hates you? Like, let's drop you there. So maybe Israel gets some like backbone or some additional assistance, not backbone, but by like letting this thing happen so America just fucking invades everybody in the region. Still, it's not like a payoff you want. No. Because at that point, you, you just still. It's not like you gain peace by solving that. You just gain the same amount of fights that you already have on a larger scale. Arguably more war. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't... Um, should we go ahead and vote on this? I don't really know if we can necessarily narrow it down to like one specific conspiracy theory, or how do we want to do that? I, w I would it's... say we should, hit, we should hit, it by, hit it by region, right? Because there, there are problems, and I don't think this is going to be like as easy as a vote as JFK was. I think it's yeah, going right, to be like... Right. Uh, that was a super... And so obviously we don't. Oh, oh, fuck! Actually, real quick, real quick before we vote. Uh, so one that I'm just gonna wipe off the table right now. Uh, so there is a theory that planes didn't actually hit either the North or South Tower. Swear to God! And so that's uh, a. Can you, is it the cruise missile one? No, no, the cruise missile one is the Pentagon. Give me one second. I'll tell you who said it. It was actually somebody who was in. The uh, the Bush administration. Of course, it was. But I think that 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 in itself, you're like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. God, where was it? Uh, it's called the no plane theory. All right. So, uh, a chief economist within the Labor Department of the Bush administration. Actually, this person's name is Morgan Reynolds. Uh, so Morgan Reynolds, this dude, uh, he says that no planes hit either tower and that any footage we see is actually just digitally edited. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's enough people who saw it to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, we can debunk this one simple. Right. I mean, dude, there's footage of the first plane hitting. Like, literally nobody knew this was going to happen. And those firefighters who were doing the training exercise, actually it was a, documentary, a documentarian who was with them who happened to catch the plane hitting the first tower. 
But like I said earlier, second tower, we've seen it from every angle. Like, one exception, we don't have footage from inside the tower. So, like, okay, we missed one angle, but every other angle's been covered. So that Honestly, one... I, I would feel like it'd be it'd be sketchier if we did have an angle from inside the tower because the the angle that you'd probably have to be able to get the plane to begin with probably really close to where you impacted, and the footage probably would have been destroyed in the, the tower anyway. Right. So, yeah, we'll just wipe that one off the table, right? Like, the whole no planes hitting the World Trade Center, that's maybe one of the dumbest ones. So... Uh, so for New York, actually, I would say for a whole, right? CIA, yay or nay? Do, does the CIA know what happened beforehand? Does the CIA not know what happened beforehand? I think I'm going to say that the that they knew beforehand. They, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to say that they let it happen specifically, but I do think that it kind of goes back to last week's episode where the CIA has just their hands in everything. So them not knowing would be a bigger red flag than for me than them actually knowing about it because if they knew about this or if they didn't know about this happening um al-qaeda's terror network is probably a lot bigger than we think it is right bro what were you gonna say oh no i was totally uh agreeing that i don't think they were directly involved but it feels like they're always they know more than they let uh than they say they know. Because a lot of the stuff, if you saw any of that go across your desk, you'd be like, what, wait, what? Who's? We should look into this. It should be maybe investigated some. Right, at least follow up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot more follow up than what is what happened leading up to it. I will say that I actually agree with both of you. Yeah. Uh, that it definitely, it's one of those things where, yes, if not just the CIA, obviously counting the NSA too, because we always we've given them a pass in the past. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, to use it as a pretense for war, I am sure that they at least entertained the idea. Uh, yeah. But maybe, but maybe they just didn't understand the scale of what was going to happen. And how cutthroat that administration was at the time. Like you've been like, "Hey, Dick Cheney, we need to do this." He's like, "I shot a dude in the fucking face. Like, let's do this." <laughs> or he shot him in the chest i believe it was yeah hunting accident and then the guy apologized for to him for being in the way and i was like is this real life arguably it was his fault he was in the way yeah dick taney he could have warned him yeah Yeah, (laughs) wearing a bright orange Cheney's defense is, I thought it was a bird, like, but it looks like a dude. <laughs> a six-foot-tall bird. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck, are you hunting Mothman out there? Right. Do your quail hunting, you could not be shittier at this. <laughs> that has to be the shittiest quail hunting ever. <laughs> right. Like, you could honestly just fire a gun in any direction and more likely hit a quail than Dick Cheney would. Yes. All right. So, the Pentagon. I I don't. I'm gonna say I don't believe the official story on no, the Pentagon. I do not. Yeah, dude. Everything's wrong with the Pentagon, right? Everything's wrong. Like, I I think the one thing that <sighs> is you know kind of holds up the Pentagon being like a 
okay, I'll take it. Like, this is clearly what happened. Is that, again, I mean, they've had 20 years to be like, here's some actual footage of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got nothing. Oh, shit. Real quick. Uh, so, so briefly with Pentagon, too, one thing I wanted to talk about earlier we didn't actually talk about uh, is, so if you look at World Trade Center 1 and 2, mm-hmm. right? You look where the impact happened. What does the impact hole look like? Like a plane, I would assume. Looks like a fucking plane. Mm-hmm. Or at least large, like a plane yeah. would create. Yes. If you look at the hole of the Pentagon, it is literally a hole. Small. Uh, right. It is... Very accurate. And it looks like a fuselage, right? Okay, so it's a hole. Uh, but you look at, again, World Trade Center 1 and 2, you see where the wings were. You, you have a spread. The Pentagon, a straight hole. A circular circular impact site. Mm-hmm problematic for sure but again if, if they drop the footage like yeah okay cool like I'm yeah with them i would absent it, that would there only being the shittiest footage ever for that like ever if they would and if they had proof they should release it dude, dude there were videos on myspace that were more clear than the, the videos that hit yeah play hitting the tower the pentagon I was going to say, we touched on this earlier, too, um, and you, because I brought it up, uh, saying a plane, and you were like, well, I mean, technically, we can see an object, because it's not clear that it's a plane, so. Yeah, because it's, what, 25 frames per second? So and, only uh, yeah. five of them, yeah. And there's better dash cam footage coming out of Russia for everything that happens there in their traffic. Dude. 48 years prior, we have better footage of JFK getting shot in the head yes. than we do of a plane or an object crashing into the Pentagon. Like, yes. no way. So, yeah. Uh, what Pentagon, does that bring us to? Flight 93. Uh, I'm not too sure how to vote on this, but... This is what I'm going to say about it. So take that. I'm sure you'll be able to figure out what the vote is from it. I think that obviously the plane went down, but I do think, like you said earlier, there was government involvement in shooting it down as well. They had the okay to. Yeah. Like, even if it came down to maybe the government didn't order them, maybe the pilots made a split second decision and it was like left up to them. And they're like, well, if we bring it down here, it's in a field. If we bring it down in 20 minutes, it's over a city. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, so I, I honestly, I don't think there is enough evidence at all. I mean, so I guess, okay, fine. If the, the official, uh, sorry, the official story stands, then yes, there would not be enough evidence to say that anything happened outside of the official story. But to say that it just somehow managed to crash and spread debris over miles. I don't think that's it. And I think honestly, like if we did shoot it down, I'm not saying like, again, like I said earlier, it sucks. It definitely sucks, but I don't think that was the wrong choice. Like, I don't think at all that was the wrong choice. Like I think if the government did it, that was unfortunately, right. Cause there are, you know, a hundred something people on board. Like I'm not saying to discount their lives at all. Like obviously it was a super shitty situation, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I genuinely think if we shot it down. That was the better choice. The other thing was if we go back to, and let's say, um, let's say the CIA didn't 
know about it or didn't know like the full scope of it or anything like that or even just the gov any government general agency in general didn't know the full scope or really what was going to happen they didn't necessarily know if this was a singular terrorist attack or if this was like orchestrated by a foreign government so at that point you're definitely taking into a lot more consideration like the aftermath of the incident yeah for sure all right, bro, your vote on Flight 93? I think it was shot down. Yeah. It was okayed. It's, I feel like they had to shoot it down to prevent what was going on. And there have been people saying, hey, I know some of the pilots who shot it down. Which... Oh, oh did not know that, so, okay. <laughs> uh, it was, it's controversial because the... Uh, uh, they had a symposium of uh, pilots to talk about it. One guy said, hey, I know the pilot who fired the missile. And then another person saying, hey, there there were no planes capable in that area to take down that, to fire that missile. Hmm. I yeah. think that just reinforces my vote on this then, yeah. Yeah. So I think it, I think it was shot down. Yeah. And again, like super shitty, right? Like, like it, obviously it doesn't make it worse. It doesn't make it better. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't affect anything. And like, it still was super traffic, but yeah, like it had to have been. Uh, oh, sorry. One thing we're going to actually, we're, we're going to go full circle. We started in New York. We went to Virginia. We went to Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. which was the shittiest stop in our, in our trip here. Uh, we got to go back to New York to talk about building seven. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah, I I can't. I'm 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 not on board with any. That it's there's just too much. I'm just gonna say sketchy information surrounding Building Seven to think that that was directly linked to the terrorist attacks. So so the problem though is that Building Seven then opens right. If they if they intentionally demolish Building Seven, mm -hmm. that kind of opens up. Well, if they did that to Building Seven, yeah where the firefighters correct in that, the, you know, the NYFD, where they correct in that there were also explosives in the other buildings. Yeah. I was going to bring this up earlier. Uh, I kind of forgot. We kind of, I think we got sidetracked on one of the other topics. Um, is it at all possible that they would have made a, a decision on the ground at the time to rig it for demolition? I don't know, like, I'm not a building demolition expert, no. and I really couldn't find anything to corroborate that theory, yeah. but, like, if they made it, if they kind of did some quick math analysis and was like, well, if we purposely kind of try and control this demolition, do we save it from maybe the buildings falling at an angle then? Yeah. Or something oh, similar shit. to that? Yeah, that's fair. And not, like, that not, that it was, not that it was a pre-planned event, but maybe it was, like, an then maybe the uh, Building 7 was like, well, we're already doing this. Maybe I can pay some people off and we just do it to this building too. Then. Like, yeah. oh, shit, we, we have all these explosives left over. Like, what do you guys want to knock down? Like, you want to knock down that subway? Like, nah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to eat like, fresh. <laughs> I don't by any means think that the whole thing was a controlled demolitions thing. Obviously, we like that kind of goes more into the whole no planes thing. But I... 
like I said, not a demolitions expert. I don't know like the timetables and stuff that goes into this, but I'm wondering maybe it's a possibility that they made the decision to let's control it, bring it down in a controlled fashion because it's probably going to come down anyway. If we do it like this, though, it just not, might not fall at an angle. But obviously that brings up a lot of other points, like there were yeah. people inside when it collapsed and all this other stuff. So, but I'll say briefly for for next year's episode when we <laughs> do 9-11 part two, there is going along with the controlled demolition theory. Uh, there is a bunch of sketchy stuff with renovations happening in the building. Mm hmm. Uh, that that yeah, we'll have to cover obviously next year. Uh, so yeah, Maybe next year we'll have footage of the Pentagon. Yeah, <laughs> still not. won't. Nope. Someone recorded yeah. it on their. Uh, I think if someone would recorded it on a, uh, did they even have razor phones at the time, or are we still the Nokia era? Oh yeah, no, this is still pre like camera phones did not even exist at that point. This was you had to carry around the tripod on camera yourself to fam film family videos era. Yeah. Oh, shit. That probably changed it. Hold on. Yeah. There we go. Back to it. Uh, what was it? I was looking it up. Uh, 2001. So I'll say in 2001, I had a Motorola StarTac. Mm. Uh, at that point, uh, I think like maybe 300 people in the universe had text messaging, and I some for some dumb luck had it. Uh, because this is 2001, uh, and I have a cell phone. The only they, literally they did the only have camera phones. What's that? They did have camera phones back then. Uh, oh shit! I was I was definitely That's kind of impressive. They were shit, but still, were they so, shittier than the footage we have of the Pentagon? Probably not. Could not be possible. <laughs> All right, so so building seven, uh, I, I'm a something sketchy's going on. Wait, it feels going on. I think it's I sketchy. Agree. sketchy yeah. yeah, problematic at least. Do we have any uh, last thoughts here on this topic, other than the entire thing was unfortunate and we can't really discount the uh, loss of life here. Yeah, again, for sure. Like, and by no means was any of this in this episode. Jokes aside, you know, obviously we didn't make any disgusting. We're not Seinfeld, so we didn't do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, none of this for sure was intended to discount at all the loss of life. But the official so, story is super problematic. Yeah. I think this was more of to look at all the causes for the loss of life. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And to assess blame where it definitely belongs. Okay, so uh, I don't think it was released in America in 2000. Let's see. Yeah, if someone would have had that camera, it would have been a little bit better footage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Let me get off of this tangent. Alright, we want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, got, I got nothing left for this one. Yeah. Until next, until next year. Yeah. Uh, 
where because uh, we wanted to go over everything far as um we had mentioned social medias and stuff like that for the show wrapping it up for the people who don't um only listen to the audio know what i mean so you can find us on twitch at brospiracies and you can find us on which platforms are we going to be on oh a lot of them actually so spotify uh google podcasts apple podcasts yeah so uh, if you just google us <laughs> it'll pop up brospiracies it will definitely pop up yeah there's yeah. there's a bunch uh obviously we're also on twitter at brospiracies uh probably yeah, on a watch list too <laughs> yeah after last week's episode yes definitely. yes <laughs> yes you can find us at the top of the cia watch list don't worry they won't do anything <laughs> or, or will they they learned yeah now they know to do something yeah yeah we should be able to link all these on the uh, the twitch page as well though correct so that way if, yes we um, can i can put those in this week yeah, that's just it'll just make it an easier one stop. But again, yeah. if you Google if you Google us, it'll pop up. Yeah. All right, and that's everything we got on this subject. Uh, not sure what we're gonna do for next week's episode because this is a last minute change, but we'll figure that out. We won't put anything out there yet, so we don't lock it down in case stuff change. All right. 